0: Out of the gates and ready to go. Hotline with Hutton and Withrow underway on this Wednesday edition. We're glad you're with us as we're streaming live at outkick.com, your one-stop shop for all things Outkick. Chad Withrow is back with us. Back from Nebraska. Great to have you back in the saddle,
1: Hutton, it's good to be back. I'd like to look around this entire studio right go now ahead. and inform everyone Let that know. I am, in fact, back. And it is uh, thrilling to be here. I'm excited. (laughs) I've been uh, up to my ass in snow for the past week and a half. So now that I'm back in a place where, well, it's still cold here. I'm not surrounded by snow. Hutton, I'm excited to get going on this. What day is it again? Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday.
0: And we're expecting the, the names on the Epstein list to come out uh, at some point today. How
1: many rich and powerful people are just sweating like crazy right now? Nearly 200. that they've gone to Epstein Island, they've flown on a private jet with them, (laughs) they've attended parties with them, even the ones that maybe haven't partaken in any illicit activity that are still sitting back thinking, I pray this thing never sees the light of day.
0: Based on what that island was set up for, I mean, with the sex trafficking of girls. I'm pretty
1: sure they probably partook in illicit activity, but still... Um, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated to see if this list, we ever actually know exactly who's on it.
0: Yeah, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is on with Pat McAfee yesterday, and he's uh, discussing, uh, in a feud that goes back several months, back to March, with Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel, um, and a feud that is, well, now, both guys getting paid through ABC, Disney, ESPN, where in March... You have Jimmy Kimmel that's uh, taking a shot at uh, at Rogers because Rogers tried to make some conspiracy um, connection with the UFO information that was being released, that was coming out. And that was a distraction for the names that were going to be released from the Epstein list. Kimmel points this out and made fun of him. And, well... Rogers keeps receipts. He's on with Pat McAfee yesterday, Chad, and uh, on Tuesday he says there, there's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, really hoping that doesn't come out. Speaking of the the Epstein list, and Jimmy Kimmel has now threatened to to sue him, threaten a lawsuit. His response yesterday evening: "Dear asshole, for the record, I've not met." flown with, visited, had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any quote-unquote list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we'll debate the facts further in court. And then tags Aaron Rodgers. This has many layers to it. Let's start with the fact that Kimmel's threatening the lawsuit against an ESPN paid employee. Contributor. A contributor, that's right. He's getting paid, uh, reported a million dollars annually to go on with Pat McAfee, who has also discussed this on his show today. Chad, I'll let you get to that in a moment. But you've got Kimmel, who's the host of the late night show on ABC, and you have Rodgers going on ESPN, trying to at least make mention of Kimmel, going back to the feud in March. And bringing up Kimmel is part of the the list that is scheduled to be released today. Wow, yeah, and, and Rodgers, There's always something with Rodgers. and it always pops on McAfee, doesn't it?
1: It does. Um, my the cutest part about this from Jimmy Kimmel is how he spelled asshole with two A's uh, to to go yeah, with the Aaron a- Rodgers theme. On that, a- with, a- with that, I thought that was yeah. uh, very uh, underlooked at. Part of all of this was the two A's uh, on that with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, here's the leap that I'm not quite fully grasping here on all of this, okay? And I know we're going we're gonna to have that actual audio, but I think it's more important when you take the audio element out of it and you read the direct quote right. the way you just read it. At no point does Aaron Rodgers say Jimmy Kimmel hung out with Epstein or that he's on the island with him. Or that he's going to be on the list. Now, I understand making that leap and saying this is what he's saying about it. I understand Jimmy Kimmel being mad about this. All of those things. I Again, at times, my brain, I feel like, is wired a bit of a different way from how I interpret things and and read into them. And I'm not sitting here claiming I'm always 100% right with people's intentions or what they were saying. I read, having watched and listened to what Aaron Rodgers said, I read it as he's not going to be happy when this list came out comes out because his buddies are going to be on it. You know, he is a liberal guy. He likes to go after conservative people. He likes to go after the right with his monologues and his jokes. And he's not going to be happy when this list is released because <clears throat> it's going to be people on that list that he doesn't want to make fun of because he often doesn't make fun of those people, right? That are either left-leaning or Hollywood types or whatever. That's how I read it. Now, the only person that can clarify this is Aaron Rodgers. And today, Pat McAfee opened his show uh, by going on kind of a four-minute, not really discussion, but explanation of, hey, our show works because we come in here and we we talk crap to each other. We don't have a rundown. We say what we want. We get in discussions. They branch off. They do this and that. We're not happy that we're now a part of this feud between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is mad at Jimmy Kimmel about him making a joke about him, and we certainly understand that Jimmy Kimmel is now mad at Aaron Rodgers for what he said on our show. We don't like that we're in the middle of it and that it was on our show, but that's what happens on this show type thing, right? No apology, none of that. Said that Aaron Rodgers believes he was talking trash, but he's going to have to explain that in his next visit on the show. I thought it was well said by Pat McAfee and a good explanation of why that show works, And you don't want it censored. You don't want people, you don't want these Disney overlords coming in and saying, you cannot discuss this topic, this topic, this topic, and this topic. That would ruin the show. Censorship is a bad thing. I hope they don't do that. But when you get Jimmy Kimmel, one of the biggest personalities paid by Disney, ABC, ESPN, threatening a lawsuit publicly against someone that's contributor for ESPN and for one of their biggest personalities and platforms in the Pat McAfee show, This is juicy as hell. I I love it. I love it. I don't think it's just going to be as simple as Aaron Rodgers comes on with that little menacing grin on the next show and says, Oh, I'm just joking around. And then has a couple more barbs about Pfizer or about Jimmy Kimmel or someone else and just says, Take it easy, Jimmy. I'm joking. I don't think this thing's going away that easy with Jimmy Kimmel with how quickly he
0: came off the top rope with this one. Well, but uh, so... I didn't take it as he was speaking on behalf of Kimmel may know people. I think everyone's going to be able to recognize names, right? Uh, at least that's what we're told. Um, I took it as Roger's just keeping receipts and he's mentioning Kimmel and Kimmel going back to making fun of his haircut uh, in one of his, uh, one of his shows uh, it's mentioning um, the, uh, the, the way he came across on Joe Rogan's podcast and turning that in to to part of his monologue Rodgers is also mentioning whenever he gets the chance fauci he's also uh, whenever he gets the chance he's mentioning uh, Mr. Pfizer which is Travis Kelsey I think this is just this this is common for Rodgers now when he goes on McAfee and if he wants to come on there and say he was you know just cutting up well if you listen to it and we'll, we'll play it later apparently we'll, we'll we'll play the cut I mean that's that's exactly what's it's perceived to be and portrayed to be based on the way McAfee and and his co-hosts react to it because they know the feud that goes back a ways.
1: Yeah. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a man with an enemies list. He's like Nixon uh, that way. He's got a list of people that he likes to make fun of, that he likes to poke and prod at that have challenged him in some way that as Hutton says and says it well, he keeps receipts on it and Jimmy Kimmel's on that list. So he's talking about Jimmy Kimmel, maybe being upset with another list to come out. Now, look, he, It may just be the way Pat McAfee said and Aaron Rodgers can explain that it was intended to be trash talk that went too far. Maybe Aaron Rodgers apologizes for it. I I don't know because I doubt he wants to get sued also. I I just think there's an easy explanation out of this of saying I was joking that he's not going to like it when that list is, is unveiled because there's probably people he hangs out with on it. And in doing so, I was talking trash. I have no knowledge of the Epstein list, right? Well, that's what Aaron Rodgers is probably going to come out and say. I'm not claiming to have intimate knowledge of that list either. This is just an ongoing feud with us. Maybe he outright apologizes. I think Jimmy Kimmel is going to be demanding an apology and a retraction from Aaron Rodgers. We didn't quite get that from Pat McAfee on this. Just a simple explanation. I'm sure he was directed to do some of this that Hey, we're out of this. This is between Aaron and Jimmy. Aaron can explain for himself the next time he joins us, we just feel regret that we're
0: involved in it in any way because this is a positive show. But this, this is different than uh, Kimmel saying that Rodgers is a tinfoil hatter. Uh, mentioning uh, just... Uh, there's a lot of people, including Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, really hoping that doesn't come out. Uh, if you know the whole backstory it goes back to what was said back in March or yeah, back in March with the, the, the jokes that were being made about the, 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 the UFO information and that it was a distraction of some sort. Kimmel making a joke about Rogers believing that to me is different than Roger saying something on McAfee connecting in any way someone's name with sex trafficking for girls. That's, that's way different. So you know it's not some joke uh i mean this is this is something that people want out there based on how awful it actually is um buying into conspiracy theories and you know going into the the darkness retreat and and having the jokes and the monologues that's one thing but i I understand what where Kimmel's coming from on this too because I mean, what else can you respond with you you, you don't put that in a monologue, right? You don't you don't yeah, put that in I, I your think, in your bit. You you're, you're pissed off, right? And I think what um, there's a list that's it's, being released, and Kimmel's name was the first one mentioned that we're talking about, even though he's not on the list yet. Well, it's Rogers too, put it out there. Yeah, it's two different people singing at a completely different pitch, on what they're attempting to do. Well, Rogers is singing at the same pitch that he always does, though. Right. And I don't think that plays with this. There's it, a lot of and the laughter it about his it stuff. It's it's weird. Look,
1: I mean, Hims Hims. And I don't know what Aaron Rodgers believes, you know, half the time, or what he's actually and, and toying knows? with and joking about and what he does because he's very deadpan in his delivery. What I mean by there's a different pitch involved here is it's safe to say that Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel, um, in what we would term now politics in America, are on opposite sides politically. Sure. Right? There's devi- I, Everything is now made to be politicized. So they're on opposite sides politically. So I think what Aaron Rodgers is saying is he makes fun of me because I disagree with him on COVID, on vaccines, on a lot of other things. I'm a free thinker. This guy is a victim of groupthink. This guy only goes after certain types of people, doesn't go after others. He protects them. He said some things I disagree with. So we are sparring on opposite sides of the aisle here. And in Aaron Rodgers' delivery of that, when you accuse someone, if, in fact, that's what he did, which I don't think he really was, but if you flat-out accuse someone of being involved in a child sex ring, then Jimmy Kimmel has every right to get pissed off about that. And he did with his comeback. But I I just think we have two guys that disagree with
0: each other that are singing in a different pitch and a different tone on how they do it. But I I don't know how... Politics aside, how can you, how is there a dividing line with this story? You see what I'm saying? Well, the dividing line is, and this but, is what it's going to be used for.
1: It should not. This should not be weaponized to be political. But we know what's going to happen. But, There's going to be a lot of people saying, "Look at all the rich and powerful on this side right. that were involved in this." Right. And now we're going to talk about that. Also, I think, I believe, and again, Aaron Rodgers has to explain for himself. I believe that's where Aaron Rodgers is going with this. There could be some of your buddies on that list or people that he feels like you've protected
0: over the years on that list politically. But even associating oneself with, or someone else with either being on it, which uh, apparently they're, they're going to release names starting uh, later this evening or maybe within minutes, we'll see. Uh, either being on the list or being associated with people that you know that are on the list, that, that would be the reason why you don't want the list out which goes back to the, the theory that Rogers threw out there as to why the UFO information was a, a distraction of sorts from the list being released, not then, but maybe now. I even says he's going to pop some sort of bottle if the list actually is released. But in that same answer, he's mentioning Kimmel and no one else. And it goes back to the joke that Kimmel made in response to Rogers and his Conspiracy theory that he was buying into.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a poor. That's a, that's a
0: bit different. It's than,
1: it's a poor joke by Aaron Rodgers. I'll I'll say this. I, it's a little uncomfortable when you're talking about popping a bottle or getting out right. your expensive scotch, and that's how this has been because treated. someone's you know now this is going to further a ring of awful awful right. crimes that have been committed, and now I'm going to celebrate that my enemies are going to be prosecuted. I, I, I don't. I think that's just a little bit out of taste. Yes. For what Aaron Rodgers is trying to accomplish well, he's here. he's not the
0: only one doing that. And what they're doing. Um, no, it, not, not at all. But that's... That's kind of what this has turned into, though. It's what everything turns into. But at least Kimmel is... is I mean, I don't know how else you you release a statement saying, hey, yeah, prepare for a lawsuit if you want to continue to go down this road. You know, I'm not going to just show up on the, the late show and... Uh, roast you in my monologue.
1: Did did Kelly sabotage my mic while she was here? By the way, thanks for Kelly Maybe in Vegas so. for filling it. But I swear to God that this go thing ahead. is like it, it, there's a ghost in the machine here. Every time I oh, let it let it go, it drops. It starts to slowly. But I'm not even it's this is getting like, older, Jeff. This is like uh, <laughs> Chinese water torture. It's not a quick drop.
0: That's us getting older. It is
1: like a very very slow drop to where I believe I'm going insane and that it's not actually dropping, but I swear that it is. I'd blame Kelly in Vegas for doing something to this mic stand while I was gone. Now the other part of show.
0: what happened on McAfee. McAfee, you're right. Addressed it, but didn't. I mean, he said I. I, I agree with what you said prior to the start of the show. It, it the tone that with McAfee came out with. Him, fine. Could
1: you tell by the way that tone that I just had was joking? Yes. Like this is a good thought experiment right now, right? But- I'm clearly joking about that. But someone in this studio or someone else that doesn't know me that well could think that I'm actually mad about the mic stand and that something has been dropped or missing. I'm not. It's probably my own brain that thinks it's dropping and it's not. But point being, this is where the, the communication can get messed up. Because I don't think that anyone fully understands Aaron Rodgers' sense of humor at times and whether or not he's serious or You're joking with that—that's why he's going to have to come back on the show and explain himself, right? But or it, uh, he's going
0: to get sued. Sense of humor or not, it was deliberate to mention Kemmel based on Kemmel taking. Uh, oh, know, absolutely. You know, um, shots at him. Yeah, uh, over, the, over several different times. But again, this uh, Rogers keeps receipts. Uh, the other part of this, though, Chad, is McAfee went to ESPN and said his show wasn't going to change, and by and large, I, I think that's been the case. But. Everyone tunes into McAfee on Tuesday to see what Rogers is going to say. They're paying him a million dollars, reportedly. Now, now there's reports that, and we'll have uh, AJ Perez from Front Office Sports on later in the show that ESPN is contemplating pulling Rogers from programming, and they won't comment. No comment. Well, that'd be a mistake if, if uh, when Perez has reached out to them on behalf of Front Office Sports. We'll we'll discuss that more later. But that's the other part of the, the just don't you the, agree
1: though that would be a from huge the mistake sports by media ESPN
0: perspective. Sure. But Th- that
1: segment but, gets talked about more but it might be every ESPN's show going. It may not
0: be ESPN's call because of the Disney ABC ESPN uh, connection I, here.
1: I agree, but I'm saying from a company standpoint and what ESPN is trying to accomplish, that is a bad thing for ESPN's business. I think it's a very good thing for ESPN that they have Aaron Rodgers on weekly because it is the most talked about segment going right now on ESPN every single week. Sure. So that would be bad. Now I'm I'm with you. They they may their hands may be tied. I mean, but- and and the Jimmy Kimmel show, I'm sure, is more important to the company than Aaron Rodgers' weekly appearance. So he's going to win out ultimately if, if he decides, hey, I don't want this guy. Getting any money to appear on any Disney platform, right? He's probably going to win, but I just think it'd be a mistake from an ESPN standpoint.
0: Well, I mean, but from a, a, a company standpoint, just take out who's involved here. A company standpoint, you have someone of the status of a late night talk show host, and you have a quarterback who's paid as a contributor to go on said company's network, and he's doing, he's mentioning Kimmel involved with. The the list in, in any way. And then you have your employee, not a contributor, but your late night talk show host threatening to sue that guy. How do you if you're if you're any company, how do you respond to that? And if you don't have your employees back, what are you doing? As a company. Yeah. I mean that that's the other part of it. That's this. where it gets tricky. Well, but this is And where, that's what
1: and, and that's another thing that Pat McAfee said today in his open. It's a, right. it's about four minutes long, but he says he, I hope these guys can get together as men and squash it and solve this however they need to solve it, and then we can move forward. But I I just don't think that that's going to be as easy as Aaron Rodgers says. All good, man. I was just joking around.
0: I I don't think it ends with that. If the list is actually fully released, and we have the upwards of 200 people on, and and whatever, I mean, that that also adds to this, of this feud, of what the discussion has been. Hours prior to said list supposedly being released. Again, it's, and I, I don't, just the tone of it, I don't think I have to read into it whether or not he was joking or not. I think it was BS uh, that, uh, it, again, I'm, I'm thinking about what this is all about instead of just some feud about whether or not he's got a tinfoil hat on and he's into conspiracy theories and you're joking about that, uh, whether or not you want to take a shot or not. Like, this is way different than that. Way different than Well, that. uh, yeah. That's it, how I view I, this. I, I just... I'm going to pop a bottle when the thing
1: is released. Right. Is It's just... It's odd. It, but that... Yes. It's also... I don't bat an eye when I hear that because there's a lot of people ready to pop a bottle when that list is released because all of this stuff is fueled into this divide. Sure. And it's just going to be used at... Oh, see, I told you. I was right all along. Evil, evil, evil. And that's what it is. And not just... Well, both sides man. you got some though. people that could be prosecuted over something, or that's, that's awful that these people were involved in that. There's not a lot of sober thinking and sober right. reactions when it comes to stuff like that. Um, curious to see where this story goes. A.J. Perez joining us later, Hutton, going to be a good segment because he's all over this because he's the one getting the no comments right now uh, from ESPN. And well, we, he, we know AJ, and we know when he digs his heels into a story. He's not getting out of that thing until he gets right. some stuff
0: out of it. So he's gonna be all over I, I just think and I'll ask him. I, I think they're no commenting because they are waiting on how to comment. Yeah. This may be way above just the four letter network when it's all said and done. Above I think the first the thing stance is, that McAfee took that he's not gonna change his show.
1: I think the first part of it is let's see if Aaron Rodgers will swallow some pride and apologize in his next visit or what he's gonna to say to Jimmy Kimmel about it. I think that's probably their preferred method. Yeah. Where this thing doesn't go any further, I, I'm just saying I don't. Reading that post from Jimmy Kimmel, I don't think
0: an apology is going to do. In this, maybe I'm it wrong. It doesn't. I don't seem think that it's going to do. It doesn't seem that way. Um, Chad, we have not discussed the college football playoffs since you've arrived back in Music City. The storyline that I, I don't know, just. Uh, pondering last night, I'm thinking the Harbaugh brothers and what they're accomplishing as coaches at the highest level, where Jim Harbaugh has Michigan playing for a national title, three straight trips to the college football playoff. They're in it for the first time this coming Monday night. He's got a 10-year offer that supposedly is more than what Sean Payton received to go to the Denver Broncos just in total money. Although Now, Jim Harbaugh has hired Don Yee, the agent for Tom Brady and the agent for Sean Payton, who uh, reportedly got Sean Payton a five-year, $100 million contract with Denver. And then on the flip side, you've got John Harbaugh, where the two have already met in a Super Bowl. And now, Harbaugh in the NFL, John Harbaugh has the Ravens in the number one seed in the AFC, playing great. And right now, they look like they're headed straight towards Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Attitude and the persona, especially of Jim Harbaugh, plays a factor in all of this. But man, what a a story that you have the two brothers who have done this again, where one's playing for a college football national championship, regardless of the backstory. And the backstory plays a factor in this. But it also heightens everything. and. John Harbaugh, who has been there and done that and stuck with and has stuck around Baltimore, gotten rid of some defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, switch offensive coordinators this season, was behind the scenes saying who knows what about Lamar Jackson, who didn't want to show up because he wasn't getting a fully guaranteed deal. And here they are as the number one seed in the AFC in 2023-24. What a great story. And as we move forward... Think about both of them winning the title and how we haven't really paid attention to it.
1: I'm going to stop short of saying great story on the Jim Harbaugh part of it. I, I think it's an amazing amount of success for two brothers at the same time in college, the NFL. And I'm not going to sit here and say that everything Connor Stallions did is the only reason that Jim Harbaugh is successful at Michigan. It's not as black and white. Yeah. As that? Did he cheat? Yes. Yeah. Did he know about it? Yes. I, I feel There's pretty no confident in saying he knew about it. I feel confident in saying his staff knew about it. I feel confident in saying, especially based on what J.J. McCarthy is telling us, that they made a decision. They said, hey, Ohio State was getting our signs legally in 2019 and 2020, so we decided to up the ante. And we went out to get their signs by any means necessary, even if it wasn't legal. And I don't think the players knew that anything going on was illegal. and that's But what he, the coaches knew. The coaches said,
0: knew. J.J. McCarthy on a teleconference today said, we did things the right way as players. It would be very unfortunate to not get recognized for all the hard work that we put in and everything we accomplished over this last year. And I, I've said, Chad, I, I will view the players different. There's a different mindset I have about the players and what they've done this year compared to what I'll think about Harbaugh. But in the grant, I mean, you've got your quarterback sitting on a teleconference where he's straight up saying like, Hey, Ohio state was stealing our signs legally in 2019 and 2020. And we had to up our game. Now, do I think that JJ McCarthy knows the NCAA rule book and knows you can't scout offsite? No, I doubt that. But do I think the staff does? Yes. Yes. Do I think the head coach does? Sure. And Connor stallions absolutely did. Um, he's fired. And here we are with Michigan playing for a national title and it's not going to matter. They're still. I mean, if they win, Chad, no one's going to forget about this. No one's going to forget about the the banners and the accolades and the fact that Harbaugh won on his own terms, gave the the the, the middle finger on his way out to the NFL, and Michigan backed him the whole way. Continues to do so. Former Michigan players are sitting with the utmost uh, regarded Michigan fan in Connor Stallions at the Rose Bowl, and all the while. The NCAA is acting like, well, you know, we're investigating this. We're going to, we're going to lay the hammer down. And I, I think they will, but I mean, when? By the time we get to the next college football playoff television rights deal? I mean, well, I'm it's more convinced be a while. than
1: ever. More convinced than ever that he's gone. Me too. By, by comments, too. by everything he's doing. And he is quick to defer everything to the players. Yes. If you notice. Hey, talk to these guys. These are the guys that matter. Man, we're so connected in that locker room. These guys have done such a good job. And good for him, because the players have had to overcome some things said about them that probably isn't completely fair to all the players in that locker room. But I'm also not going to cut any slack to the coaching staff that knew about it, knew they were breaking the rules. And Jim Harbaugh, I believe, is one of them. So is it an amazing tale of success of two brothers achieving the absolute heights of professional football and college football, yeah, just where we are today. Yeah, this Michigan team though is going to be viewed far differently uh, than anything the Ravens have done, and I am getting a little sick and tired of the the tired narrative and the the points that every Michigan coach, Jim Harbaugh, "Boy, man, we've overcome so much. This is just who we are. We've over." I don't want to hear it from you. If J.J. McCarthy wants to talk about it and say it, or other players in the team that maybe didn't fully know what was going on with Connor Stallions was illegal and all of that, fine. They've had to overcome a lot this year. It's an incredible team. That team is a really good team and worthy of the success that they've had this year and worthy of a chance to play for a national title, which they will in less than a week's time against Washington. I don't want to hear about it from the coaches. I don't want to hear about it from Jim Harbaugh. I'm not looking at Jim Harbaugh as some sympathetic figure. And here's what is going to, to me, it's going to anger me a little bit because I do think loyalty should matter in sports, and I'll get into this a little bit later. Loyalty to team, loyalty to administration, loyalty to fan base should matter. It's not going to matter with Jim Harbaugh because if it mattered, the dude would sign that damn contract in front of him right now and not talk to an NFL team. And he would take the brunt of whatever's coming from the NCAA and stick with it and continue to coach these guys he he professes love for and everything he's built at Michigan and see them through the wilderness of whatever's coming with the NCAA. He's not going to. I don't believe he's going to. Now, he could surprise me and sign it and stay there long term, and I'd applaud him for doing so. I don't think that's going to happen. And that bothers me a little bit because this is a group that has stuck by him through not just one, but two scandals now. He had to be suspended for one, and he had to be suspended for another, and we don't know what fool he's coming with the second with the NCAA yet.
0: Well, but uh, last I checked, Jim Harbaugh wasn't winning just three games a year. That would be loyalty if you're sticking by your coach like Michigan has with the winner. Oh. Uh, so it goes both ways there. And yeah, but he's also he's doing
1: it in part because possibly they've been cheating. Well, so that I mean, my my point is, there's a lot of coaches who have won that it gets so bad at some point that even fans and administration say, "I don't know if it's fully worth it right now anymore." Maybe you should move on. They're offering him a raise with really no stipulation about what the NCAA is going to do. The only stipulation is. Do not talk to NFL teams. Stay here. We for want you that year. bad. For this year. We, for two years, I think it is. But still, just for the foreseeable future, stay here. See us through this coach. He's not going to do it. If he was going
0: to do it, I think he already would have signed it. Well, but I, I mean, from the business side of it, don't you wait and uh, try to up it more? You get rid of that clause? I, I With Don Yee as your agent?
1: I don't know how much more he's going to get by winning the one more game in the national title. Uh, that's why I think he, what he wants to get is the NFL job. This is me thinking about what he's
0: wanting next, and it's to not deal with the fallout of what's coming. What he's also the fallout also next year is different than the team he has right now with the twenty plus players that could potentially be on an NFL field. You know, his quarterback and everyone else that could go. Yeah, I mean, all that plays a factor. I think that played a factor in why he came back because Denver was in in his
1: living room. They decided to. A lot of those guys decided to forego the NFL draft to come back and do this. Yep, and win the national title. My point is, he recruited the other guys that are on the team too, that would be coming back. It's not just the the junior senior group that right. could go out with a national title. Um, I, I just I don't see Harb Jim Harbaugh as some sympathetic character no. in all of this. I see him as an opportunist. I see him as a guy that got tired of getting whipped by Ohio State um, that decided we're going to do whatever it takes if they've got our signs, we got to get theirs. And they did it, and they've won since, and good for them. Michigan fans are enjoying the ride, and they should. I'm not blaming Michigan fans for loving every second of this. They should be loving this, but I'm also not going to paint Jim Harbaugh as some no. victim who's overcome the odds. No, I'm not trying to, to do get that here. either.
0: But I, also, like the more and more this goes on, I'm thinking, Chad, um, yeah, I mean, the NCAA allows this to go on. The NCAA has set up this scenario where Michigan – is the favorite to win the national title, Harbaugh goes his merry way, and then they settle They settle with a, a punishment for Michigan down the road for uh, players that have no business being a part of all of this, and they will be. And now, it's just kind of like, but it's so predictable. Like, yeah,
1: it, I think it would be a little extreme for the NCAA to come in now and say, you know, you're ineligible, or you can't play in the playoff. I think no, that
0: uh, they, they the, do need the time to allow would be some time. Prior to uh, any, uh, they had to go by their bylaws. But the well, bylaws that,
1: are set up for this. The Big Ten had to go by their bylaws to, f- to force any punishment. The Big Ten maybe could have done more uh, to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, but uh, it just it sucks for future Michigan players because I feel like this is headed towards them getting the punishment.
0: Yeah, d- exactly.
1: Bowl ban, scholarship reduction, whatever. Uh, maybe the the national championship if they win it, it's going to be vacated. Uh, it's just it's unfortunate.
0: Well, it goes back to the comments about uh, America's team when he made those comments after the Penn State win. And I said, America's team is Washington. And here we have the national championship matchup, Michigan and Washington. We didn't see... I mean, it should not be hard for
1: America to decide who to root for in this game. Right. It's Washington. What an unbelievable story. Great story. Kalen DeBoer. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is the son of a college coach that quarterbacked Michigan and was a famous NFL quarterback that then later on got into coaching and has had a lot of success. Are you rooting for him in the midst of all this scandal? Or Kalen DeBoer, who grew up in South Dakota, coached NAIA schools to national championships, worked his way from the ground up to go to Indiana to be an offensive coordinator to Fresno State and now Washington, quarterbacked by a guy who should have won the damn Heisman and Michael Penix Jr., I'll say that again, from a mountaintop, that was cut by Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee that said he wasn't good enough for a scholarship there, had to go to Indiana and earn it through a number of injuries, transfers to Washington, and now is the best deep ball thrower I may have ever seen play the game of football that's got a chance to have Washington win the national title. It's easy, America. Cheer on the Huskies in this game. I for sure will be cheering on Washington to win the national title. I've been cheering on him since week one.
0: Well, th- this team and this story. But think about the Big Ten. The Big Ten, the perceived uh, top players right now. Michigan, the whole saga, they step in. They actually did something. They did something. Whatever you want to say. And it's been perceived that they've, they 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 served their, their punishment and they've moved on, right? They win in that, just in the public perception of them actually doing something. They win. Washington's coming aboard. Michigan has been there and done that the last couple of years, yep. and now they have a chance to win it. The Big Ten is going to end up winning at the end of all of this, and Tony Petiti actually stepped up and did something that could have affected Michigan being there right now, and they're still there. Either way, the Big Ten's hoisting the trophy. And it, that's the other thing. Had it been Texas against Bama, it would have been SEC versus SEC. And I'm still not hearing the Big Ten, Big Ten yet. Yeah, well, first will. Time we We since- will.
1: First time since 2018, it's going to be a non-SEC team to win it. It was Clemson then. Um, so that, that's good news for new blood either way with this yeah. matchup. One quick thing, because I wasn't here yesterday to talk about some of these games. Thank God that Washington was able to win that game in the end, if only because I felt awful for Dylan Johnson, mm. the running back for Washington who could not physically get off the turf and pull himself off the field and cost his team 30 seconds of clock that would have ended the game. That opened the door for Texas to have that last drive simply because they had to stop the clock because he could not physically get off the field on that running play. I would The whole time, that's all I'm thinking about is how awful do you feel if you were that kid, knowing that the foot injury that you came into the game with, that you've been battling through the whole game, it finally reaches its breaking point. You can't walk off the field. And you cost your team possibly the game because they're getting the ball with about 17, 18 seconds left, if not. Now, the special team or the, sna- the oh. long snapper who ran into the guy also helped cost it, and I felt bad for him in the moment as well. But if they lost the game under those circumstances, that would have been terrible.
0: And were you like me? I thought Texas was going to score. I thought Texas oh, would win I thought win it was over. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr's
1: face was what my face looked like watching it where you could I, tell he's thinking oh, here it was we go the, yeah. and then the one second left and it that was the right call there was, was. one or two seconds left but when they you could hear the audible gasp <laughs> from the Washington section uh in the in but the, like the, the dome uh, oh
0: no just the way that Texas got back in here it, comes. you know and they have the, uh, they had the the ball about here to score. It comes. One second. yeah Washington survives. And that's
1: this. I don't hate Again. Texas or anything. I'm just. No, I know. Just for it to end that way with you got the onside kick. You know, you run the ball three times. You're yeah. going to give it to him with little to no time inside the 20-yard line. You're up big,
0: but you should have been up more. Versus
1: you're going to give it to him with 57 seconds left <laughs> or whatever it was. And they give up a 40-yard And you pass. go to, what, the 30, 35-yard line after yeah. the 15-yard penalty. Yeah.
0: And they oh. have a 41-yard gain. But Washington found a way. They've done it all year. They found a way all year. Coming up, we discuss more of what J.J. McCarthy had to say to the media today about, well, Ohio State was stealing our signs in 2019 and 2020. We had to up our game, and that's what we did. Clayton Safey joins us on 3's TheWolverine.com. He's up next right here on Hotline with Adam Withrow across the Outkick Network. new and improved OutKick store is finally live. You can get all the gear from OutKick. Stock up on golf polos, T-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.OutKick.com. That's shop.OutKick.com. Hot Mike with Ed and Withrow rolls on here across OutKick and uh, OutKick.com. Plenty to discuss uh, throughout the the afternoon. Glad you're with us. Uh, and we welcome in Clayton Safey uh, with the Wolverine on threes. The Wolverine uh, is covered uh, what's been a a crazy season where Michigan will play for the national championship on Monday against Washington. Clayton, good to see you, man. Thanks for the time.
2: Great to be here, fellas. Thanks for having me.
0: How would you describe the season that you have witnessed and covered uh, in Ann Arbor and just the, the fact that, well, what many perceived would happen has happened. Michigan is meeting up for the national championship. And it happens to be another, I guess another unbeaten opponent.
2: Yeah. Has it just been one season or has it been two seasons? It feels <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. been, it's been a It's been a, it's been a couple. Cause yeah, th- I mean, they were rolling along there for a month and a half, obviously until late October. And then everything hit with sign stealing and illegal off campus scouting. And I feel like I should have became a lawyer to, uh, to figure out all the bylaws and everything else. And uh, all the Connor stallion stories, the media reports coming out, but through it all, this team has just continued to win. They've been able to focus, lock in, and man, when it you know when they make a couple mistakes in the Rose Bowl there against Alabama, but have a shot to win it at the end, come down uh, first and, and tie the game, and then win it in overtime. Feels like this team, with all the distractions they faced, that w- that was almost nothing for them. It, that was you know adversity on the football field. They were able to to overcome that. Uh, but it's been a, a wild, wild season. Obviously, with two Jim Harbaugh suspensions, uh, and this team. You know, that that's part of the story, but also part of the story is them making two straight college football playoff uh, playoffs before this year, losing in the semis both times. But the majority of these guys deciding to come back, wanting to right the wrong. And they do that against an even more iconic opponent in Alabama uh, than it was a year ago against TCU. They win three straight Big Ten championships. So I, I think that this story is is incredible for from so many different angles.
1: Yeah, and we know this team is loved by Michigan fans, and understandably so, for for all the success and what they've done, and like you said, coming back to to right the wrong and and try to win it all this year. What do you think the legacy is with with everyone else? Will they ever shake the Connor Stallions sign-stealing part of this? I know it's tough to tell the future, but do you think that's always going to be a big part of this story with Michigan?
2: Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I think it'll always be a part of the story for sure. Um, I I do think when you think back to starting with the Penn State game, uh, and then two weeks later, they beat Ohio State without Jim Harbaugh as well, with Sharon Moore as the interim head coach. They beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Really, that, that month we had between the Big Ten Championship and the college football playoff, things were pretty quiet on that front. It was more about the games and what this team had accomplished and what was ahead, right? You know, a a tough challenge against uh, Alabama team coming in after they won the sec. Uh, So, you know, I I think things have died down because I think a lot of people that know college football and know football in general realize that, that everybody's stealing signs. Michigan may or may not have overstepped, obviously still waiting for uh, an NCAA investigation or even allegations to come out from the NCAA, but for everything to be completed there, but this team has won now without their quote unquote sign stealer or whatever. So this is just a really good, potentially great. I mean, I would say great football team. Um, And I think that if they do get it done on Monday night, people will probably talk more about the plays they made against Alabama and Washington than anything else. But I mean, when you get Ohio state fans or or teams that are salty or, or, you know, rival fan bases or the Paul Feinbaum's of the world, maybe they will want to bring that up. I know Feinbaum maybe changed his tune a little bit today, but um, you know, that that's just kind of the way it goes. And I think these guys have been motivated by that as well. They understand that. And as Charles Woodson said on Rich Eisen, I think this morning or yesterday, you might as well just go win it anyway because, you know, people are going to say what they're going to say. So might as well just get the job done and then kind of let the chips fall where they may from there. Well,
1: it's certainly Michigan not wanting to give those detractors the satisfaction of, of watching them lose so that I can understand that motivation. J.J. Right. Right. McCarthy talked a little bit about motivation uh, with the media. Here's the quote. About 80% of teams in college football steal signs. We actually had to adapt because in 2019-2020, Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal. We had to get up to the level they were at and make it an even playing field. Is he trying to insinuate that they did steal signs legally or that because Ohio State legally stole their signs, essentially they did whatever it took to make sure they had Ohio State signs moving forward to, quote, even the playing field?
2: No, I think he got baited a little bit in with, with the question. And I think, you know, he's talking about legally. Uh, I, I don't think really the players knew exactly what was going on right now. There's currently no proof that any on-field coaches from Michigan knew um, about what was happening. So I don't think he was implying that. JJ's a very agreeable individual. And I think he kind of, he kind of got not not taken for a ride there, but I think as soon as he said it, I, I figured this was going to take a, a life of its own a little bit, but no, I think he's talking about what what those of us in college football understand goes on at almost every program. As Bruce Feldman reported in 2018, 80 to 90% of programs steal signs. Obviously, some may overstep, some may not. Um, but I think he's talking about legally there. And I think he's also talking about changing Michigan signs to make sure Ohio State and others don't have them, which every smart team is doing as well. Nick Saban said that a couple of weeks ago, that they always change things up, and that's why he wasn't overly concerned about anything. Um, so no, I, I you know, he's talking about the the way to steal signs legally, which is what you know just about everybody's doing.
0: How is Connor Stallions treated if he walks down the street in Ann Arbor right now?
2: That's a good question. Uh, I haven't seen it happen myself, but I would imagine that you know he's kind of a legend to some. Uh, you know, and <laughs> not that they love what he did and, and the mess that he yeah. he got them in, but he's kind of a, a folk hero almost. At this point, just the fact that his name, too, is Connor Stallions. I think sure. helps, helps the the game. Story I mean, out. I'm just reading the responses at the game. I mean,
1: I'm know? assuming he's around other Michigan fans at the game when he's he sitting was. in the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah.
2: Right. And I, I saw a few fans got pictures with him at a bar, maybe yeah. <laughs> like, a, you know, throughout the week. So, yeah, I mean, I think those of us that, you know, probably don't take everything too seriously and, and those fans out there as well. Um, you know, would probably greet him, you know, fine, but I think you know some other people would probably have some strong words for him because you know they he kind of got them in this mess a little bit. um, you know, so <laughs> I think it'd be a little bit a little bit mixed.
0: Clayton Safe with us on threes the Wolverines, where he can find his work. So uh, Monday night, win or lose? Is Jim Harbaugh headed to the NFL?
2: That's tough to say. I mean, I think if if he wins, then I would say a much higher chance, you know, in terms of you've kind of accomplished what you came here to do. I mean, what, what he's already done after seven down years of Rich Rodriguez and then Brady Hoke at Michigan. I mean, he kind of was the savior a little bit, even though it took time to get to this level where you're in the playoff consistently and competing for the national championship. I mean, even those 10 and two, 10 and three years were much more enjoyable for Michigan fans than you know what they had before. I think they realized how bad it could get. So he came back here to kind of get them to this level. If he puts it over the top, you know, I would think one that raises his stock even more. I think he's going to have interest either way, but that raises his stock and and probably makes him think that he came here to accomplish uh you know what he could and what he you know came here to accomplish or he, he accomplished what he came here to accomplish so that's one thing and then if they lose you know potentially motivation there um you know to come back and do it uh at the same time I think if he feels like there's a franchise out there that could give him uh what he's looking for whether that's you know money or control with personnel that sort of thing then I think he would entertain it. I think he did that last year. And, and decided to come back the year before. He wanted to go to Minnesota, but didn't get the final offer. So, you know, I think it's just going to be one of those things where we're tracking it throughout January, maybe into early February again. Is
0: Sharon Moore uh, quickly the next head coach, or is this a process?
2: Yeah, I think if Jim Harbaugh goes, I would I would put my money on Sharon Moore becoming Michigan ne- uh, Michigan's next head coach from everything that we've heard there. So, I mean, whether or not that end, you know that is the conclusion after a national search, or something like that uh, remains to be seen, but I, I think it could happen pretty quickly. Even if you do go with the national search, I think you know there's a there's a strong case to be made that he'd be you know right there with the top candidate, maybe the best candidate. So uh, I, I think that's you know that is a, a strong possibility. And I will say, from you know kind of what we heard as well, him taking over in four of the games this year, including two top ten wins, including the Ohio State game. Uh, I think it, it makes people feel pretty good about what he could do here. It's much bigger when you're the, in charge of the entire program. Um, but, you know, Sharon Moore has been kind of a rising star, and he's probably going to be a head coach, you know, sooner than later anyway, somewhere. So uh, I think Michigan could easily snatch him up if they, have to, if they have to do that.
1: Not to be outdone, the basketball program giving you plenty to talk about as well <laughs> uh, on that beat. Jawan Howard reportedly getting into a fight with a strength coach. Uh, he's recovering from heart surgery. The team is out there losing to McNeese State. Uh, in in a game not doing well, is this the end of Jawan Howard at Michigan this season?
2: Yeah, Will Wade and, and uh, his team coming in, and uh, a win that I think would have looked a lot worse or felt a lot worse for Michigan fans if they hadn't won the Rose Bowl. I think a lot of people forgot about it until you brought it up. Uh, but but no, I, I think he's got a lot of work to do here, sitting at six and seven, coming off of a couple years ago, you know, being or three years ago being in the Elite Eight. Um, so every year, you know, it's starting to feel more and more like those first couple seasons where there was some success were more the aberrations uh, because they're going in the wrong direction. So you start off the Big Ten slate here coming up, and it's going to be important for them to to really be competitive. I think, you know, be competitive for an NCAA tournament berth. Otherwise, you know, missing the NCAA tournament at Michigan two years in a row after what this program had become under John Beeline and and before Juwan Howard took over would be a huge disappointment. Then you couple in you know, some of the off-court stuff, and that's when I think you lose support. So, yeah, you know, I don't think this is the end yet, uh, but, you know, he's, you know, man, things do not look good right now. I will say that.
0: Clayton Safey with us. Can the can the offer increase from Michigan's standpoint for Harbaugh or is the offer the offer?
2: Yeah, so I, w- a couple of things on that. I, I think that the offer that was reported by NFL Network from what we've picked up uh, may not be exactly what it is, 12 and a half for, for 10 years, I think it's a little bit lower than that, maybe on the years and the money. So I think it could go up. I think, you know, you know, the support from Michigan, whether you tie in different things like NIL or assistant coaching salary pool, I think you can always go up. Um, And Ward Manuel said to a couple different reporters after the game on Monday that he's working on it. I think also part of that is a timeline that you're working with Jim Harbaugh, who may want to wait a couple of weeks before he signs to see what's out there for him and, and understand what his value is and understand what options he has which is fair, um, you know, especially a guy who's won at this level right now. So uh, I think that's it's, – it's just so complicated because you have two sides that have gone through this yeah. a couple of times now, and it never happens in the timing that maybe you originally think. Uh, but, you know, I think it'll probably – if he signs something, if he doesn't leave Michigan, it'll probably be, you know, kind of once he understands what those NFL options are.
0: Finally, I'm just going back to last year and knowing the the emphasis that it seemed that Santa Ono, the, the president, had in mm-hmm. this whole thing, not yeah. Ward-Manuel. What's he doing behind the scenes? Like, is is he constantly trying to pitch Harbaugh to stay? Is this just simply, here's the offer, and let's let's go win a championship? I, I'm curious about their relationship because I think we're, it's pretty certain to at least uh, thirty thousand foot view when the president's uh, announcing this on, on on Twitter at the time, and Ward Manuel's learning about it there. Uh, mm-hmm. there there's one guy that's probably got Harbaugh's ear at least in the, the 11th hour, if he is going pro, it, the last guy to talk to him at Michigan is going to be the president.
2: Yeah, those two have a really strong relationship. And Santa Ono is, I feel like there are two Santa Onos because I go to a basketball game, he's there. You you check Twitter and he's at some other event, you know, an hour later or whatever. So he is very pro athletics, very much involved with the student body, with with the personnel like Jim Harbaugh and everything else. And I think, I don't think it's constant with him because he's got a lot on his plate, especially with everything going on in college campuses right now. Yeah. But he does check in. I think he understands when, when he needs to um, you know, he has stepped in kind of, you know, trying to uh, expedite things. Uh, We saw that a year ago. We saw that again, when they were trying to work towards the extension earlier on this season. So I think that'll happen again. Uh, He, I think he had breakfast with Jim Harbaugh a couple of weeks ago, trying to make sure he knew, you know, how appreciated he is. So he is definitely involved And there's Ward manual was, uh, the, was well Manuel as,
0: there? Was he at the breakfast?
2: I'm not exactly sure, um, <laughs> but but also then you see Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel too. I mean, sure, interacting and in, in at practice, you know, leading up to the Rose Bowl and on the field after the game, hugging and everything. So it's not like there's no relationship there. I think right. a lot's been that, but there is tension, uh, you know, from from what I I believe. So uh, it's very very complicated when you're dealing with one somebody as talented as Jim Harbaugh that may have other options and may want to explore those other options. And two, you know, somebody that is kind of views a contract extension potentially as a competition uh, with the superior. So it's it's really interesting.
1: So Michigan's (laughs) defense, obviously great, maybe the best in the country. Junior Colson was their leading tackler throughout the year. He's from right down the road from us, uh, Mm -hmm. from Ravenwood High School, where he played his high school football. Battling injuries throughout that Rose Bowl, Uh, how is his health as they get ready for this national championship game?
2: Yeah, it looked like they wrapped his shoulder. Um, and so not exactly sure the, the status of that. But that dude has been playing with uh, two clubs on for part of the game, uh, for part of um, the, the season. In the Purdue game on November 4th, he, uh, he knew that he broke his hand. He stayed in the rest of the first half, got it wrapped up, came back out and played. He still played, I think, the most snaps or second most on the Michigan defense. So that dude's a warrior and what a talent. They, they were able to get uh, over there out of the South. Uh, the type of guy that you need to to beat in Alabama, right? Some of these talented guys Michigan's been able to get on the defensive side lately, so um, we'll, he's going to play. I, I would say is the is the status, whether that's with a brace or uh, you know or, or you know uh, some rest leading up to the game. I think Junior Colson is certainly going to play, but um, he's he's been effective with the injuries too, which has been the most impressive thing. Ten tackles in that game, and I think we'll see him on Monday night.
0: And finally, just uh, the the. The storyline of Michigan matching up in the trenches against the SEC. They get the victory over Alabama. What's what's the matchup like now when Michigan is now facing Washington? Washington's kind of got that role now. They've got the Michigan role where they've got to match up against Michigan.
2: Yeah, I know. It's interesting in that way. And you think of Washington, too, with the skill position players and Michael Penix, who I think is the best passer in the country. Um, you know, and, and maybe it's all hindsight, but, you know, he maybe he could have won the Heisman Trophy there. They've been tested. They've played really good teams, Oregon twice, and they've matched up well. Uh, but they also have the best offensive line in the country the that won the Joe Moore Award. So they do have some trench play as well, especially on the offensive side. They've only allowed 11 sacks on 522 passes, which is absolutely absurd. Part of that's Penix, too, moving in the pocket and get rid of the football. But, um, you know, Washington's got some juice to him too. So I, I think one Washington can probably match up in the trenches better than people think, at least on the offensive side. Uh, you know, but at the same time, Michigan's going to play their brand of football as well. Uh, the one interesting thing would be you know, Michigan probably wants this game to be in the twenties. Washington probably wants it to be in the fifties. Yep. Uh, can Michigan keep up if it's, uh, you know, on the higher end there and can Washington get that late stop maybe that they need if it's on the lower end and the margins are slimmer. So, uh, I'm excited to dive more into this matchup in the, in the days to come we'll be down in Houston on uh, Friday night. And, uh, Man, uh, never thought I'd be covering a national championship game, but it, it's, uh, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, Clayton, enjoy it, man. I've, I've, I've said, we've, Chad and I have long said, it, banners can come down, but the moment actually is the moment. You know? so Can't it, take it away from it, it yeah, actually it, happening it, and yeah. us seeing it. National yeah. championship coming up on Monday. Clayton Safi, I'll have you covered at TheWolverine.com. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it as always. Thanks for having me, guys. Chad, we, we all up,
1: saw Memphis go to that Final Four. Even though they they tried to take it away from
0: them. Louisville Louisville winning it. it. We we saw it. it. Uh, We also saw Florida State not get into the college football playoff and then lose by 60 to Georgia. The reaction was, well, predictable. But everything leading up to the game may be predictable. And that's not necessarily a good thing in terms of opt-outs, loyalty, and just being true to a team. More on that. Plus, Rory is backtracking all of a sudden that's